The content of this podcast should not be considered financial or investment advice. All interviews and discussions are opinions only, and the podcast has been created without taking into consideration the listener's financial objectives, financial situation, or needs. Listeners should obtain independent advice before making any financial decisions. Hi, this is Barry Fitzgerald, Garen Perro columnist for Stockhead. Welcome to another edition of the Explorers podcast. Today we're catching up again with Roger Mason, Managing Director of Antipa Minerals. Antipa trades under the code AZY or Alpha Zulu Yankee. It last traded at 4.8 cents for a market cap of 120 million. We caught up with Roger in August last year, and it's great to be able to report that the stock has come up from 1.5 cents a share back then. As we all know by now, Antipa has been focused on the gold and copper potential of the Patterson province in Western Australia. That's been the case since 2011, and that early mover status has allowed the company to put its foot on 5,200 square kilometres of prime exploration ground. How prime, you might ask? Well, the answer to that is that the ground is now the subject of big spending joint ventures with Rio Tinto, Newcrest and IGO, as well as Antipa keeping some ground on a 100% basis. Now, the minimum spend by those major mining companies over the next two years alone is $20 million, which gives you an idea of the sort of targets they see that the province uh, will yield. And it, of course, does follow Rio Tinto's Wenu copper gold discovery and the Haviron discovery of uh, Newcrest and Greatland in recent times. Uh, Wenu, of course, is 100% owned by Rio Tinto, while Newcrest is earning a stake in Haviron. On that score, it's worth pointing out that Greatland, which could end up owning... uh, 30% of Haveron, is now a US $1.2 billion company. Such is the leverage for juniors to exploration success in the Patterson. There's a lot to talk about, and we've had a rundown on Roger's professional career previously. So with that, I'm going to jump straight into it today and say, G'day, Roger, and thanks for your time today. Hi, Barry, and thanks for for having me. Now, things have... um, I was one of those people who sometimes had trouble following which project was which, but uh, with these JVs, it's sort of simplified things. So we've got the three JVs with the major mining companies and then the 100% ground. So perhaps we should uh, kick off with the Citadel project, which is the joint venture farming agreement with Rio Tinto, um, which I think is about five kilometres from the their Winu discovery and does contain its own resource of 1.64 million ounces of gold and 128,000 tonnes of copper from two deposits, Calibre and Magnum. Um, so can you bring us up to speed on what's happening there? Sure. Um, yeah, you're right, Barry. The project comes within just 5Ks of Winu, um, so very uh, proximal to that project. Uh, the partners, that's uh, Rio at 51% and Antipa at 49% the joint venture, have been uh, com- completing a, a large-scale exploration program this calendar year. Uh, it's it's uh, forecast to be around about $12.6 million program. Uh, and the emphasis of that exploration program is uh, twofold, primarily to um, evaluate uh, or commence the evaluation of the development potential um, of the calibre deposit. Uh, it's only 45 k's from... Winu, which which Rio are indicating, 
they're subject to, to approvals, et cetera, that they uh, see having in production in, in 2023. So Calibre forms, you know, the, the uh, potential satellite um, production opportunity for, you know, a future plant at Winu. I'll, I'll come back to that. The other significant component of the 2020 uh, program has been greenfield discovery focused, mm-hmm. and, and that's relied on geophysical surveys, uh, which I'll talk about in a minute, and also some uh, greenfield drilling programs as well. So it's been a big year up there. The, there's been a, a reasonable amount of uh, news flow with the drill results coming through on Calibre um, and also um, some of the targets generated from, from the geophysical surveys as well. If we sort of talk a bit about Calibre and, and the potential of that, that system for future development, what we've got there is a very large-scale gold, copper, silver deposit. Uh, the resource that you mentioned uh, was produced in 2017, and since then there's been drilling in, in uh, 2019 and also uh, this year significantly uh, that's produced or identified significant amounts of, of uh, mineralisation beyond the limits of that, that resource envelope. Um, at the moment, the deposit's about, from a resource point of view, one and a half kilometres long. It's up to four to 500 metres thick in places, and it's been variously tested down to about uh, four to 500 metres below surface. So this year's program uh, at Calibre has uh, resulted in about just under 11,000 metres of diamond and RC drilling being completed. Um, there's a couple of metallurgical test holes in that so that Rio could complete some, some MET testing. Um, and the results um, sort of speak, speak pretty highly of the deposit. Um, just yesterday, we had an announcement out for uh, uh, some of the drill results. And uh, hole number 25 at Calibre produced a, a 320 metre intersection at just under a gram per tonne gold and, and 0.05% copper. And within that, there's higher grade material. There's a you know 130 meters or thereabouts at one and a half grams per ton gold, with some copper. There's 78 meters in that at just over two grams per ton gold and 0.06 percent copper. And there's a, a handful of uh, 10 to 20 gram gold hits in that um, in that uh, zone, including 16 meters at at over six, uh, with four at over half an ounce. So there's a very significant high-grade component uh, to the Calibre system. Um, and it's it's that factor plus a couple of other, um, you know, contributing positives that, um, you know, are of interest to, to Rio with respect to what they're doing over at Winu. Mm-hmm. It's variously got that higher grade, depending on where you, you are in the system, it can be 20 to 30% higher grade than the, than the resource at Winu. It's got shallower cover by by about 20 metres in general. It's only under 80 metres of cover uh, at Calibre. Um, and it's also not got any uh, significant oxide or supergene blanket at the top, which means it's got a, a metallurgical um, recovery advantage over Winu, which has a fairly significant um, oxide or supergene blanket. So that's sort of framed up, you know, where, where things have gone this year for Calibre. Um, the results will continue on over the next several weeks. There's still six more holes to, to receive assays for. Then in the, the first quarter next year, we'd anticipate a resource update. 
um, metallurgical test work will be ongoing, and then you know, further further um, decisions on on how to progress that deposit. Um, so that's the state of the sort of you know the development um, opportunity, if you like, up there uh, on the Citadel project. Uh, from a greenfield point of view, still plenty of uh, untested ground out there for, for greenfield discoveries, all within about um, you know, uh, 50 k's of of um, Winu. In fact, you know the Citadel project at just over 1,300 square kilometres in size forms, you know. Uh, or constitutes a large part of the the ground proximal to to what, what should be a plant processing plant at, at Winu, which is under shallow cover, typically ten to eighty meters. So very explorable and and um, uh, cheap to develop um, options mm -hmm. from within. Yeah. Um, just remind us if you could, uh, you know, sixteen meters at six, and uh, you mentioned uh, I think there was a half yeah four point three meters at. Uh, Half an ounce a ton. Have you had those sort of gold grades before at Citadel? Uh, oh, Calibre, sorry. Sixteen at six would be uh, be up there, and uh, uh, four at fifteen. To just test my memory bank, uh, Barry. We've certainly had numbers uh, grading up, you know, between twenty to thirty grams, uh, possibly not over four meters. But you know, we've had hits historically um, in that part of the deposit, uh, twenty to eighty meters at. Uh, 1.8 to you know 2.6 grams per ton gold with those sort of splashy half ounce to to sort of 20 gram numbers within them. So the fact that it's that it's there in this intersection is not completely new, but it's certainly a standout hit. Mm. And it, it does go to the situation where it looks as if you might have a coherent high grade zone in the deposit. Yeah, that particular setting there, which is um, it's, you know geologically it's up against a uh, a mafic intrusive that sits within the, the meta sediments, and that seems to be a you know an area that that uh, with previous years of drilling as well, we've had the higher grade portions of the deposit in that area. Um, so that's yeah, it's certainly a sweet spot in that in that uh, global resource area. Mm, okay. Uh, now the Wilkie project, which is a relatively new one in terms of the joint venture, sixty million. Dollar uh, farming and joint venture agreement with Newcrest, uh, which is earning its interest. Of course, what's uh, what's the story there? Well, I, I suppose it's no secret that um, Newcrest are desperate for for future mill feed for that twenty million ton per annum plant at Telfer. They're working uh, vigorously over at Havier on there, which um, you know is shaping up like a very nice deposit. Um, but you know that. Their uh, exploration ground was fairly limited um, that Newcrest had in their own right. Mm -hmm. And last year, Antipa, you know, we had the, uh, the deal with uh, Rio up at Citadel, but, you know, we wanted to really advance more rapidly the exploration on the, uh, you know, a fairly serious amount of the 5,000 square k's that we held up there. Newcrest, um, you know, won a competitive process for that project. It's a big project, over 2,200 square kilometres, a significant amount of that within 50 k's of that big plant they have at Telfer. Um, it, it's sort of no surprise, really, that the, one of the key target types that we're, we're exploring for on that project and elsewhere, for that matter, is those heavier on breccia style systems. Um, so the, the thrust of uh, this year's exploration has been to, to progress you know, the identification of those styles of targets on that package. 
Mm-hmm. So that's it's a series of sort of geophysical surveys has led us to the point now where just as of a couple of weeks ago, we started a um, uh, circa 6,000-metre RC program uh, that's testing uh, five um, Haviron sort of style uh, EM and or magnetic targets. They're under shallow cover, typically between 10 to 70 metres, which a lot of our portfolio is. Um, and, yeah, just looking for looking for something, uh, you know, off the charts out of this drilling program. Right. Okay. Now we've got a, a third one, of course, IGO, a $30 million farm in and joint venture agreement with IGO, again earning an interest. Uh, what can you tell us about that one? Uh, called the Patterson Project, which is not particularly inventive, but, you know, we'll go with that. <laughs> well, you know. Got a bit of leverage here and there on the on the province name, I guess. But uh, look, when we ran that, we ran a competitive process for you know the farm outs of uh, of uh, some of our project areas. Um, IGO um, were very um, competitive. That project that they're farming into now, and that agreement was ex, ex, executed mid July. Um, that's another large project. It's about sixteen hundred square kilometres. Um, it's largely sitting uh, in between the Citadel project uh, with Rio and the Wilkie project with Newcrest. Um, the main thrust for those guys, I mean, IGO have been moving elsewhere into the into the Patterson province via um, primarily via other farmings and uh, partnerships, um, but their main focus again, go, uh, copper and or gold um, systems. Um, the the program that's kicked off uh, just again a couple of weeks ago is a is the first phase of a nine thousand meter air core drilling program. We'll complete you know just under half of that this year and the remainder early next year. Um, and and what that program is doing is um, evaluating systematically um, the gold copper um, trends that Antipa discovered last year under shallow cover, sort of ten to twenty meters of of that young sandy cover. Uh, that's the, the reaper trend where we found you know, significant gold, copper mineralisation, uh, reaper, poblano and serrano. Um, we're getting hits you know, up to 20-odd uh, grams per tonne gold um, and uh, longer hits of uh, you know, 70 to 80 metres at, at uh, sort of 0.1, 0.2 gold and copper as well from a very big mineral system over a couple of kilometres of strike. So this program of Air Corps will look at the broader trends, immediate, both immediate to those discoveries from last year, but that trend extends for you know, roughly 14 kilometres on that farming project with the IGO. And as I say in our business, the trend is your friend, so you know these things tend to be like you know, the peas in a pod once you're under the mm. favourable structures. There can be more uh, systems to, to discover. Um, so that, that area is being tested plus uh, the zone over at Grey where we've got high-grade uh, copper, zinc, lead, silver and gold mineralisation, uh, again, under shallow cover. So that's a, um, from our point of view, that's going to generate, uh, we'll be aiming to generate you know, the targets that we can follow up uh, with IGO next year with the RC drilling. Right. So that's, compared to the other two, obviously, that's uh, a bit more reconnaissance in nature at this stage. Yeah, it's sort of, I guess, uh, you know, a more staged approach, looking at the broader trends and then honing in on the on the resulting anomalies that are generated from that. Uh, the Wilkie project's really going straight for the 
you know, straight for the existing uh, MAG and EM targets uh, as, a, as an initial thrust, if you like. Mm. Uh, tell me, uh, pre-Winu uh, and pre-Haveron, did you ever think you'd see $20 million spent on your ground across the, the Patterson? Well, look, in two years. <laughs> certainly Antipa as a junior and particularly during those uh, early years, uh, 2011 through 2015 you know, even, um, it was very hand-to-mouth. So we knew the portfolio was extremely prospective, but the challenge was getting the funding you know, to mm. methodically explore it. And we had early success. We made several discoveries and last year we made you know, tantalising discoveries as well, but but from a junior perspective, you know, we needed that support, that financial heft, which, yeah, now we've got. I mean, over the life of the, those farmings, you know, there potentially could be $150 million, you know, spent from the from three partners. So, yeah. and, you know, via uh, injections of capital in the company during the, the Newcrest and um, IGO farming, Antipa itself now has, you know, around $9 million of its own cash. Um, we're using that to to fund uh, exploration on our 100% ground, the Minyari Dome project. Uh, that hosts our uh, three just just under three quarter of a million ounces of gold at two grams per ton gold, plus some um, copper and, and silver as well. So as we speak, we're you know we've been completing some air core programs up on that that ground of ours to, to generate new greenfield um, prospects for the pipeline. But we're also in the middle of a, a diamond drilling program at both Minyari and Wacker. Um, and the thrust of that really is to, to evaluate the, the potential for a step change in, a, in, a, um, in identifying a project development opportunity, um, something that might support you know, uh, open pit and, and hopefully underground production. Mm. It's really the first phase of that investigative program that'll set us up, uh, you know, early next year to make a decision on, you know, what, which way to go with uh, Minyari and Wacker. Um, hopefully it's something that um, requires, you know, a, a delineation style program and could deliver a standalone production opportunity. Um, if it doesn't quite fill those boots, then only 40 k's down the road is that hungry tail for plants. So, um, you know, they're, could potentially be a toll treating uh, opportunity as well that that, um, that project could benefit from. So you know, there's a lot of lot of activity going on. Um, we're certainly as busy as we've ever been. That's for sure. Um, the news flow will just be thick and fast. It's already been happening quite vigorously for the last couple of months, but that'll just continue through into the first quarter of next year as well. Mainly all drill based uh, results, in fact. Mm. So uh, one thing some investors worry about is when joint ventures are struck, that um, the reporting uh, process is not ideal for a junior. But uh, how are you finding you know, dealing with Rio and Newcrest and IGL on that basis? If something significant comes up, they're not going to stop you announcing it, are they? No, and in fact, Barry, they can't. I mean, we're you know we're mm. obligated as an ASX or publicly listed company, you know, based. Uh, with, with the listing rules, et cetera, to, to publish all material information, whether it's you know, good, bad or otherwise. Um, so, you know, for example, we we manage the, the Wilkie project with Newcrest and with IGO, so we've got you know, direct access to the, the data, the assay data from the laboratories. Um, and with, even with the Citadel project, we have our own access to the, to the um, Citadel um, laboratory results as well. So we just report them in real time as though Antibia was generating them um, itself. Uh, no problems at all. 
Mm. And uh, as you were talking about uh, the Minyari Dome project there, great that you're uh, keeping 100% of it. But uh, as I suggested earlier with the uh, the Greatland, uh, which was a junior company before Haveron came along, now, what was it, a US $1.2 billion company on a project equity interest, I think will end up at 20% at some point. So there's nothing wrong with uh, JVs with major mining companies to create some value for a junior. No, correct. And, uh, you know, I suppose from our point of view, the, the capital exposure is reduced. You know, Telfer or Newcrest already have a big plant at Telfer, so any success on that Wilkie project, there's no capital investment for plant um, processing plant. Uh, similarly, um, it would appear as though there'll be a processing facility at, at Winner, which would be you know, potentially to the advantage of the Citadel project as well. So, you know, we're really well placed from that point of view. It's really a, um, you know, exploration uh, free carry that's that's got the potential you know, leverage for the investors. Right. Okay, there we go, folks. Um, promise you an interesting one there with lots of action, and uh, certainly that's the case with Antipa. Uh, look out in the first quarter of next year for a uh, resource upgrade at Calibre, uh, drilling underway at Wilkie and the uh, Patterson project, and, of course, the 100% project Minyari Dam. Dome, sorry, will, uh, could well shape up into a, a standalone development, perhaps feeding off uh, the to- uh, supplying the Telfer plant. So, with that, I'm going to say thanks for your time today, Roger, and best of luck with it all. Very exciting stuff. Excellent. Thanks for your time, Derek. Cheers. Cheers.